Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hey everybody, welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. My guest today is Matt Weinhold. Before we get to Matt, I first and foremost want to thank some people who wrote in and had some uh, wonderful things to say about the show and had some suggestions. I'm going to try to get to some of those things. I I was debating whether or not to name everybody. Uh, I'll do first names. That's my compromise. James, Hal, Brad, Nancy, Zach, Patrick. Uh, You know who you are. And there are some others, too, that uh, didn't want to be named. They, they didn't want to be mentioned. So I'll just put those right out there now. But for those people who wrote in, the, the ones I just mentioned, and everybody else who I didn't mention, thank you so much for writing. And if you want to write me, it's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. I asked at the end of uh, two, 2016 episode uh, about uh, some feedback and some suggestions, and people were really cool about that. And one of the suggestions was maybe to take a a show and focus more on just maybe one country per episode or one region rather than kind of all over the place. And that's kind of an idea. And I thought about that. And then I also thought about my friend Matt, who I ran into at a Christmas party and he had just returned from Japan. So he and I talked a little bit about Japan at the party. Turns out he had been there a number of times and loves it. Matt's a comedian, comedy writer, and uh, hosts his own podcast called Monster Party that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But he loves Japan, and he's been there, I think he says, seven, eight times by now. And so we have plenty to talk about. And if you've ever been to Japan, you know there's no problem filling in time when talking about that country. Plenty of history, plenty of cool things to see. And people to meet. So this one's all about Japan. And also, it's uh, not safe for work. So if you're cranking it in the office or uh, got the kids in the car, I'm going to warn you now that it's uh, got a little saucy language in there, but nothing too bad. But usually it's pretty G-rated on this show. So just a little warning for our more sensitive ears. But regardless, it was great to see Matt. And I was happy he did the show. If you'd like to see photos of Matt and see links to all his social media, you can go to our website at TravelTalesPodcast.com. Check out all our guests. See, see some articles that I've written. See some uh, articles that some of the guests have written. And like I say, you can see all their social media links as well as our social media links. We are Travel Tales Podcast at Instagram, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter, Travel Tales Podcast on Facebook. Follow us there. Give us likes. Follow us on all those platforms. I would appreciate it. There's links to Stitcher Radio and links to iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a good rating. That helps more people find the show, and that's a cool thing. So let's get to my conversation with Matt Weinhold, who's not only entertaining, but is passionate about the things he loves. And what he loves are movies with monsters in them, movies in general, science fiction, and also Japan. Enjoy. You know, in your honor, I wore my uh, Vermont Lake Monsters minor league baseball team shirt. 
Wow. So there is a baseball team with actual monsters. Burlington, Vermont. Yeah. The, uh, the Lake Monsters. I think they're Class A, Class AA. Something like that. Is that a baseball thing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I know of it's the minor leagues. I know not of your sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would actually go expecting monsters. Yeah. Like if there wasn't a vampire and a zombie. I was trying to think of anything that I had monster uh, related, and this is all I designed. I appreciate you even trying. I gave it. A, I gave yeah. it a whirl. And you got yeah. the Camp Crystal Lake, which is of course Friday the thirteenth. Sure, wearing the Camp Crystal Lake T-shirt on the back, as you'll see. Oh, what does it say? Camp Counselor. Nice. Uh-huh. Nice. nice yeah. So what, what's, what's Monster Party? Tell the people. The people need to know, Matt. Monster Party is a podcast that I do with some very good friends of mine. We're all hardcore nerds, and these friends of mine are Larry Stroth, Sean Sheridan, and James Gonis. And we kind of, through the science fiction horror community, kind of kept bumping into each other. And then my... Uh, and what really started is that my friend Sean had this uh, spec science fiction game show that he was putting together. Science fiction game show. Yes. And so he wanted to do like a, uh, a pilot presentation. Okay. And so he got a hold of me through a mutual friend of his and all these people – Ended up being the guys that are on the podcast. <laughs> and what we do on Monster Party is we sit around, we have cocktails, we have food, we usually have a guest, almost always these, these days, and we argue and <laughs> complain and celebrate everything genre that we love. That's awesome. Horror, science fiction, comic books, fantasy. Well, the reason why I had you on is because um, I was, saw you at uh, Chip Chinnery's party. And then you had mentioned that you had just come back from Japan. That's correct. Yeah. So yeah. was Monster Party known in Japan? I mean, did you build up a, a following? God there? knows we're trying. <laughs> we really. <laughs> in fact, the last time that I went, which was in November of uh, of last year, we went back to my. I went back. My wife it was her first time going there, but uh, going to this bar. How many times have you been? I've been maybe eight. She's, wow, that many. Yeah, she's, I think, seven because her brother is married to a Japanese woman. Oh, okay. And, uh, and so we've been going there <laughs> to visit him. But also, we love it. So we go – and because he lives in southern Japan, uh, Kitakishu City near Fukuoka. Okay. So it's, it's, it's southern Japan. And so he's on that end, and then we'll go to – we'll land in Tokyo – and then spend a few days just bopping around there. And then we did – there was one trip that I went without my wife where it was just the Monster Party guys. Oh, that's fine. And, that, and we did a podcast there, <laughs> and we hit it. I mean we hit every single nerdy thing that Japan has to offer. I mean like – And they have we, a lot of nerdy things. They do. And then, of course, we leave when we find out there's nine more that we missed. Right. But, I mean, my friend Larry, he had this – goal to go to the Godzilla slide. There's this park that has a playground with this giant. I mean, it, it is, it's gotta be a good, I don't know, 30 feet high, something like that. This, this is a this, water slide. It's just a regular kid slide, but okay. it's molded perfectly. Like it looks like a costume from a movie. It's done very well. All right. And, and where is this? What town? Uh, this was in Tokyo. Okay. And we, it was raining, and we, <laughs> but we were like, we're gonna. Today's the day. We're gonna go see this slide, and we, and you know, our 
umbrellas are flopping all around and it's this long trek is like when you enter the park you got to walk up this trail before you finally get there and i, I thought the you know the punchline was going to be that i get to the top and there's no slide it's been removed or you know you know now it's now it's something else but luckily it was there <laughs> and we just took a bunch of pictures and larry slid down the slide and you know and this is grown men oh, these sure. are people well, you gotta you know, shove some kid out of the way yeah, to cut is, in line you know, 40, 50-year-olds, you know, at a, and that was great, too, because as we're – it's raining, and we're out there with the slide, and then here comes a little bus with some people looking at us like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> and, of course, we brought Ultraman masks and things like that right. to have fun. But, I mean, that was just one of the things. We went to the robot restaurant. Oh, I heard about this. Yes. And then the robot restaurant is – it's a very touristy thing, but it is – it's something that you have to see. It's like a, a show. They do like a floor show, right? And then it's a uh, giant floor show along the lines of imagine a, a, a smaller set, a smaller space for like a um, what it would be like uh, the medi medieval times <laughs> okay, restaurant. Yeah, yeah. So there's like bleachers on each side. Oh. And then there's this pathway. And you can and you get some food, you can get some drinks, and then when the show starts, it's these like almost like floats that will come through, and each one has a bunch of robots, and then like it starts <laughs> off with a bunch of girls with beautiful Japanese women just like playing drums, and and it's this big production, and and there's <laughs> little, some pyrotechnics, and and there's also a chain along the edge that if you're sitting in the front row, that you literally. As some of these things come out, they're so big and the place is so small that you have to move your head or <laughs> bam, right in the – yeah, right in the temple. How long does the show last? Uh, the first time when we went – the first time I went was with the Monster Party guys, and I think it was about an hour because okay. they take an intermission. And they do a few shows a night? And they do a few shows a night, yeah. Oh, and, wow. and it's And it's great. These robots are amazing and the just the production of it is so great. Everything is – all the, the – the drum playing and the dancing, as you could tell, very choreographed. And and what was amazing is that you would you see the show and all these girls would be hitting their drums and everything and doing all this stuff. And then the show would end and we were hanging around just talking about the show. And those same girls would come out and then bus the room. Oh, really? Yeah, clear tables? Clear tables. <laughs> I was like, man, that's... You got That's a hard, a you got a, a yeah, you got a hard taskmaster, man. There's no downtime at the robot restaurant. <laughs> was the was it pretty much all tourists in there? No, in there's the some, there's some Japanese. Usually, like somebody with their kids, right? Sure, because it's family friendly. And then but, grown men, and like then you, grown men, grown like white us. guys. But it was like it's so it's so overkill in its. Yeah. What it is like? I, it's hard to even describe because these, only in Vegas could something like that exist here. Probably that over the yeah, top. And big. Yeah, but but there's certainly there's a very Japanese quality. That's all I can right uh, say is that to describe it because <laughs> like the, the and there is sort of like each segment of the show has a little story. So there are these video screens on the side of the walls that kind of walk you through the story, okay. and they're in English <laughs> and. uh yeah, and these robots – in fact, there's one sequence, and the second time we went, when I brought my wife, of course, they didn't – for some reason, that part wasn't in the show. <laughs> but – so there's two robots, and then they get somebody from the audience to 
get in one of the robots and fight another robot. Oh, it better have been you. Oh, my. No, we're like, come on. <laughs> you know, like Arnold Horshacking. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, of course not. But that was fun to watch. And then, so they've got it all worked out. Like, if you hit this one part of the robot, then it falls apart. Sure. And, you know, very rock'em sock'em yes, robots. But, I was just thinking but that. But large scale. <laughs> and so that, that was great. And, um, but that's it's I don't like something like that. I think if they did it here, if they did it in America, somebody would get hurt. There'd Absolutely. be a, yeah, be sued. yeah. I, I just I don't think it's the same over there. No, I mean look at their game shows. Well, I mean, right, yeah. Everybody would be suing everybody. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there, yeah. How once, else can we torture this man? Yeah, once a Komodo dragon bites your genitals <laughs> and you're not sued, you could pretty much do any show you want, I and think. you don't even win. That's the yeah, thing. I know, like, right? Yeah, you get bitten by, in the nads and you don't even win. Yeah, well, you win your the honor, fame, it's, yeah, sure. the fame and honor <laughs> of having gone through that turmoil. Well, we people think uh, Japan and then monsters. Of course, the first one you think of is, is Godzilla. It's Godzilla, yeah. But and we hit a lot of Godzilla things. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but I mean, I assume that's the most famous of all the. I would say so. Is there something about the culture you think that makes it more sci-fi friendly that they like it so much and monster? Is there a monster culture, I guess? Yeah, well, there is like legends, maybe dragons and things like Yeah, I would say that a lot of it is uh taken from some folklore and and I, I think the whole atomic bomb thing yeah. kind of changes you forever as a culture. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I mean, for example Hey, so, get over it. Am I right, people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember everybody remembers Godzilla, but not a lot of people remember Gamera. You remember, remember Gamera? Gamera? Sure. It's like remember? a big. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of Mothra. And well, Gamera. Mothra is the big moth. Yeah. And what, what did Gamera look Gamera like? Gamera was the turtle. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And so Gamera is this giant, uh, mutated, super powered turtle <laughs> who flames will come out. He'll pull his arms in his shell, and then flames will come out and they'll fly around like a flying saucer, <laughs> which is, as a kid, you're like. Oh my God! I want to kiss the people that invented this. This is the most wonderful right. thing ever, and and he is so. Not only that though, he's so that's Gamera, but he is also the friend to all children. Oh, that's one. While he destroys the city, well, he there's always a giant monster that comes well, he's in. The, the, the first city. one, it's just kind of like Godzilla because the first Godzilla movie, he's the he's the problem. Yes. He's basically the atomic bomb wreaking its havoc on Japan. And the first Gamera movie, it was like that too. But, but then they become the protectors of the Then they become the superheroes. Sure. Yeah, from that point on. And then they're, <laughs> they're way more anthropomorphic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when Godzilla would beat some monster, he'd do a little jig, you know, <laughs> right. and he'd, you know, and he'd grab his head like, oh my God, I got a headache, you know. <laughs> And and Gamera was kind of the same way, but but I mean all that stuff. I think I think the atom bomb had a lot to do with some of that. The rest is cultural. So let, I want to talk about your uh, how many you've been to Japan a lot. Yes. So you're originally from the Bay Area. That's correct, San Francisco. What? So you were pretty familiar with uh, Asian culture just growing up in San Francisco. It's hard to get away from it. Mostly Chinese, but. Yeah, no. What year did you go there the first time? When did you? How old were you? When I went to Japan? Yeah. Oh God! It was just for fun, or was it? It's it's. I want to say about. I gotta say, around ten years ago or something. I'm so bad with time. Yeah, me too. Around yeah. that. So I went around that time, but I went for like ten days, and I went to just Tokyo and Kyoto. 
So, and I was solo. So it's kind of like a, and I went in the middle of summer, which I don't recommend. No, it gets very oh, humid. Sweat my ass. Very humid. Oh we God. went once during that time, and uh, we got a little lucky because there were a couple cold days. Oh, but I had to buy extra underwear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got the underwear for you, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, do you, are we plug in a, an underwear? Some kind of underwear? <laughs> well, well, we'll get to it. Okay. Later. We'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so, I mean, I would tell people my experiences of it, which I thought, I mean, of course, the history and the culture of the place is amazing, but going solo was kind of tough because there was those lost in translation moments where right. they don't, you know, it's a very American thing to come up to somebody in a bar who's by themselves. Hey, so what, you know, where are you from? And they and just they- kind of stay amongst themselves. And even though they learned English in school, they, uh, there was always apologizing for, oh, I'm so sorry. My English is not good. It's like, no, please. It's good. Yeah. It's fine. You know nothing. <laughs> yes. And you're able to converse with me. I word of yeah. Japanese. You're, you're doing great. Trust yeah. me. So. I, I just get by with like uh, oishi, which is <laughs> you delicious. Up, uh, really? That's it? <laughs> yeah. Arigato? Yeah. Arigato. Know. Yeah. I have a handful of words that I know. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, they will. It's interesting because I feel if there's something about. Your solo, I could see it might be kind of hard. Mm-hmm. When we went with the podcast, it was um, it was us and it was um, my friend Sean, who's on the show, his wife, and then another friend of ours. So it was this big group. We're all wearing the Monster Party T-shirts. Right. So we'd walk into a place and you know people, were, what what is Ooh, this? It's a, yeah, it's yeah. a team. And we had people coming over. We would be in the train station. Then there were people that are, I guess part of the train station who wanted to know what were, you know, what we were. And and so we started talking to them and they, next thing you know, we're taking pictures with them and we're, so, you know, what are you doing? Well, we have the podcast and we're going to go to Nakano Broadway, which is this place in, in uh, Tokyo. It's this, the ultimate toy collector's mall. It's like floor after floor of all these different stores with collectibles. It's called Nakano Broadway? Nakano Broadway, yeah. And and as soon as we said Nakano Broadway, we're like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, and that's the one thing that if you're going to go to Japan, one of the m- most lovable things about it is that you are in a place where pretty much everyone will go out of their way to help you if it looks like you need help. So if you're in the train station, you're having trouble trying to figure out the map of where to go. Someone will usually walk over and go, can we help you? And, and I mean, I don't know how many times, like, for example, you know, when you go to a noodle place, there are these noodle places where there, it's, a, it's, it's strange. It's like there's a vending machine in the front of the place. Yes. I, I took yeah. me a while to figure this out. Yeah. And you go up and you go to the vending machine, you put your money in and you pick out, like, I want this size. I want these noodles. I want this meat in it. Which is tough if it's all written in Japanese. Yeah. And luckily there are pictures. Yeah. So that helps. But I, we were last time I went, we're there and somebody just walking by just goes, so do you need help with this? And talk to the guy who ran the restaurant for us. And it was just, I mean, it's just so nice. Yeah. We, we're, we went to this place that uh, you might have experienced this. I don't know. It's, I don't know how popular it is, but there's a place called Drunkard's Alley. Mm. And it is this tiny little street. Is that is that in Rapongi? Tokyo? Is that in, it's like not in Rapongi? I think I think it was uh, Shibuya. Okay, I stayed in Shibuya. Yeah, 
And well, I think I did do that. It's all bars, right? It's a but they're tiny bars. Okay, <laughs> so it's a street where the bars have maybe four seats, and it's just like this closet, and they're back to back. There's a whole bunch of them, and we went to that place and we're taking pictures. And somebody just walked up and went, "Do you want me to take a picture for you?" Now in this country, you know, yeah. you'd expect you watch them run away, run right off. Yeah, no, no, no. As I've said before, that <laughs> you know, the only thing. You have to fear from a dark alley in Japan is being assaulted by adorable. Because, <laughs> I mean, every place you go is like, oh, God. Oh, a miniature version well, of that's that. That's nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I try to describe it to people because I think, of, what is it? Uh, it's between 20 and 25 million people, I think, Tokyo. Yes. Yeah. And Shibuya, so, especially, that's like yeah. the lost in translation yeah, moment that everyone and, remembers is the crosswalk. The, the yes, big crosswalk. And the train station and with the, the dog. With, with the dog, yeah. The, the, um, but it's like the size landwise of LA, but whereas LA is everything is pretty much one level, two levels, there everything is nine levels average, you know? So <laughs> it's just like, so imagine LA that dense. You yeah, know, what I mean? in the yeah. same footprint, you know, what I mean? so it's, and it's pretty ref- incredible. It's that is reflected also in most hotel rooms. Yeah. Like when you go to Japan and you're getting a hotel, unless you're staying at the Ritz Carlton or something like that, which we did once, which was wow. awesome. Wow. That was beautiful. I stayed at the Cerulean Tower. You yeah. Know that place? No. It's actually, it's, near, it's in Shibuya, right near the train station. It's a great <laughs> location, but also the benefit, at least at the time, was there's a bus that picks you up right at the airport. Oh, nice. And drops you off like right in front of the hotel. Oh, wow. So if you get on the right bus, because that's the other warning I have to tell people, the airport is far out of the city. And people will take a cab, and the next thing you know, they're out 100, 150 bucks. Yeah, do not take a cab. <laughs> yeah. You take the there's – a, there's a line called the uh, – they're buses, but they call them airport limousine. Mm-hmm. And that's runs about thirty bucks, but it's it'll it'll take you some time to get in. Absolutely, and that's when you're going into um, uh, Narita. Yeah, yeah, Narita, the yeah. big one outside. We went there, and I guess for the longest time you weren't able to fly in directly to Haneda. Okay, yeah, I've never flown into there, but that felt like it was not as far away. Okay, I don't have a map in front of me, but um, I think it's like a good hour. No, it's, like a, good amount Narita, of, it's yeah. a good amount of time, especially with traffic, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so I tell people that. And also that there's in America, all the buildings or all the uh, businesses that are supposed to be for the public, basically your stores, your bars and restaurants, are all on the street level. Yes. Whereas in Japan, they might be on that bar you're looking for. You'll get the address, and you're like, it might be on the ninth floor. Correct. It might be. Yes. <laughs> and you have no idea. You just see looking at a building with nothing but Japanese written on the side of it. It's like, well, that could say bank. Uh, yeah. It could yeah, say yeah. our bar. I have no yeah. idea. Apps like uh, Google Maps and things like that have been very helpful when we're yeah, – it doesn't always work perfectly when you're there. Mm-hmm. But we found a lot of places by just doing a, you know, a walking app or, or uh, f- just finding – you go, okay, well, it's got it. It's here. And so if we check every floor, we'll eventually find it. Right. It's also, I think they look at America, and I read a book recently, and somebody had a quote where they said, you know, the Japanese think we live in a third world country (laughs) compared to, I mean, you don't see not nearly the amount of homeless, um, poverty, nothing. I mean, it's a wealthier country than we are. 
and they make it work. And people follow the rules. I remember walking through one of my a vivid memory is a couple things that blew me away. I was taking the subway, and there were these little paper um, notices hanging from the top of the the subway car, and those are like advertisements. Like they were written in Japanese, or somebody told me they're advertisements. But they're just hanging there all day. Now, I've lived in New York. You lived in San Francisco. Those would be ripped down within 20 minutes at the start of the day, as soon as they put them up. Right, littering the streets. Yes, everywhere. all over the place. And then the other thing was uh, they were, there were smoking sections on the sidewalk. Right. With a little – and it's a smoking sections here. is a little box painted. And everybody yeah. stood in that box, yeah. smoked, put their cigarettes right in the – place where they're supposed to go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and or, you know stand on the right side of the escalator and they know that's yeah, just how i think there's a pride that's yes. instilled at a very young age and that- a lot of asian culture that it's a it's more of a group collective think whereas in the west we're very more individual fuck everybody else yeah, yeah there's just, that yeah we have that rugged individualism that we think you know <laughs> our rights rather than they think more of the, the whole I right think. right and and that's reflected too when it comes to crime. Mm-hmm. Like there are obviously there are crimes that happen in Japan, but when it comes to like street crime, there's not. I, I don't think I was ever in a place in Japan where I felt like I was in danger. No, no, not at all. Ever, anywhere. I mean, I went in Roppongi, which is kind of like the it's the. It's expat. a touristy area. It's the yeah. expat touristy area. And there are some what, like hostess bars where you get a very – there's a lot of – like, you, and they're usually like either American or European barkers on the street trying to get you to come in. Sure. And the minute you go into that world, you know, unless you're palling around with the Yakuza, you're not going to find too <laughs> yeah. many problems. Uh, no, not at all. And that's, and that's another – and that's wonderful. And, and you're talking about uh, how clean it is. It's interesting to note that – there's no garbage cans anywhere mm-hmm. and that if you have something, you usually have to go to a convenience store that's like 7-Eleven or Family Mart. There's all kinds of different places that are like that. And that's where you can throw that stuff away. It's, it's interesting. But like, they'll just carry it around. But though. they'll just carry it around. Yeah. <laughs> right. So how do you manage to keep costs down when you go to Japan, which can be pricey? Do you have any? I tips? think I would say to people that that is, it's almost a myth that it's so pricey. We're also used to like L.A. prices, which are well, that's true to us. It's, well, I it's guess not that's too true. bad. I guess that's someone true. from Iowa going, yeah, like, it might oh, be a little really bit expensive. Well, but here's some things to note. First of all, uh, there is no tipping. Yeah, you don't tip anyone. In fact, if you do tip someone, you might insult them. Sometimes they'll take it just to avoid a problem. Mm-hmm. But what we do instead of tipping, and it really makes quite a impact. Monster Party t-shirt. <laughs> well, they do love presents. Sure. They do oh, love yeah, gifts, any yeah. kind of gift. And so what we'll do is we'll bring American candy. Oh. And every time, you know, like Ghirardelli chocolate squares oh, yeah, and like stuff a fun like size that. Of... Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right, yeah. And we'll be in a cab and the cab will, driver will drop us off and we'll <laughs> hand him a candy. And it makes their day. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. And everywhere we go, like we go to the hotel and everybody, you know, at the front desk, we give them a little candy. And, oh, <laughs> they love, they, I mean, you really make friends that way. Does anything get a, any particular candy get a better response? Is it more chocolate or any of the, like, a, a Sour Patch Kid? Chocolate, yeah. I don't know if they'd, I think the <laughs> idea, Jolly Rancher. the idea that you're giving them anything sure. is nice. And it's, 
foreign too. Like this is that's the thing too in Japan to uh, make a note of is that the brands of things that we have here are almost non-existent there. I mean, yeah, if you're talking about, you know, uh, electronic equipment, then maybe not. Well, sure. Which is all made in, you know, <laughs> China anyway, and Japan. Right, yeah, anyway. yeah. But, um, but like toothpaste, anything like Crest, you're no way, nothing. <laughs> no. And they have their own version and it's Crest. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like that's changing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. I mean, it's just very everything's very different. Aspirin. I remember trying to find some aspirin, and no, I had a stomach ache. That's what it was. I had a stomach ache, and I was looking for Alka Seltzer. Oh, okay. And they gave me some powder that was in a thing, and I, you know, I got. I think it worked. I don't know. It was rhino horn. Yeah. So I was I mean, very uh, virile yeah. after. My stomach went and had a raging hard on for the next 24 hours. <laughs> Look back to the first time you went. What about it met your expectations and what didn't? What was different that maybe you were expecting? If you can. Well, I would, I would say that it, it really went beyond my expectations. Like it was way better than I ever thought it would be. Like I thought it would be cool. But I thought there might be a lot of trouble getting around. It's a foreign country. I don't really have a grasp on the language. <laughs> right. uh, and that none of that was a problem. People were great, very friendly. And the only way I think you can have a bad experience is if you go over there with the kind of ugly American attitude. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, you were talking about going there solo. And I know that there is, yeah, they kind of hang amongst themselves. But if you're nice and engaging and polite, oh, yeah. polite is a really, that's a really good one to remember. Oh, yeah. Just be polite. And people will be very nice and they'll open up to you. When we went to, my wife and I went to Drunkard's Alley. Mm-hmm. We're in this bar and at first, you know, they're a little standoffish. It's because it's really just us two, a local and this bartender in this tiny little bar. And we're talking and... Then, you know, something like like Trump comes up. Oh, and, boy. And we get this to look forward and, to. And they're like, uh, Trump. And we're like, uh. <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> drinks are flowing. And <laughs> then a couple girls come in, and one of them knows English pretty well. And we're all talking. And then we wanted to go to uh, some other places. And they were like, oh, you have to go. And it was not yet. When does that happen? Right. <laughs> and also say Don't leave. Yeah. And also say you live in Los Angeles. Help. Yeah, that's they cool. All, yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. Or they know somebody there. Or they have a relative there or something like that. Yeah. The, the Hollywood thing always gets Oh, me. yeah. That, that's yeah. known throughout the world. But um, I would also throw another couple things out there when it comes to staying. Um, the one thing that was I didn't expect to be quite as much – um, uh, not necessarily a negative factor, but just something you have to just get used to and accept, which is the size of most hotel rooms, which if you're, if you want to go there and not spend a lot of money and get a cheaper hotel, the places you're going to find are going to be fine. They're going to be clean, but they're going to be tiny. They yeah. will be about as big as the bed that you're sleeping in. <laughs> yeah. Literally open the door and it hits the and bed. Kind, one of those kind of things. It kind of is that. Yeah. And tiny little bathroom. You haven't done one of the little capsules. Have I you? have done that. You have done that. I did do is that. Is that in the airport or is 
No, that's... It might be in the airport. I don't know. I never sought it out So you there. basically just get a little bunk. You get a bunk. And that's it. Well, and so if your listeners don't know what this is, the Capsule Hotel is this place where, let's say, you're a working man out on the town, and you're, you know, kind of, uh, just to say, shedding the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're having some cocktails. Well, they have these in Korea as well. There's a Is that right? Those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they're just all over Japan. Because they have to go to work in the next they gotta morning. they got to go to work in the next day. And it does, it, they can't. It's no point in going all the way back home and then coming back in the morning, so they just crash there. They cr- It's a little tiny ca- – it, it's a capsule. Yeah. And you slide into this thing, and it's about as big as a bed. And a nice little low, almost like a, a coffin, like a, the, the most tricked out coffin you could ever have. <laughs> and there's a little TV. And I heard they weren't as welcome to uh, Whitey going into those places. Like it's more geared toward no, the Japanese. I, mean, I, if, I don't know. I, uh, the place we went to was great. We had someone arrange it all for us, so okay. maybe that helped. But we went to one in Osaka – and what we got to was you can get – there's the regular area where most of the working people crash. And I was told that that, that place can get a little loud with burping and oh, yeah. snoring and that you don't want to be there. And they you, separate the men and the women, right? Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes, yeah. There are certain places that will provide uh, a couple room. But even in the couple room, there are two separate capsules. So, and that's what we got. We got a place that was had a common area. So we it was a room that had four of these capsules, and then there was a common area with a table. Yeah. But is there like a um like a shower facilities and the whole Once you're out of your capsule, there's a, a shared bathroom. Yeah. There is a place with all kinds of vending machines for food. And then um they'll also provide a counter that will sell you a shirt, a fresh shirt or a tie. Mm-hmm. So or, it's all or a there. Toothbrush or, or a toothbrush or anything yeah. you would need. Yeah. And it's great. And it's, it's very, that's very inexpensive. Okay. Is there a time limit on there? Do they? Yeah. You, that's the downside is that I think it's probably the most you'll pay is around maybe 30 bucks. Oh, okay. But you have to you check like six in hours or something. You get more than that. You, you get a good, uh, you get a good amount of time. It's just that you have to be out by around – it's usually 10 right. that you have to be out. And then you could come back and start the process over again <laughs> if you want. But yeah, that would be kind of a, a little bit of a frustrating way to do yeah. Japan. But I would suggest doing it one night. I did Absolutely. it. I, lo- I it loved out. it. I loved it. I was always fascinated about – like, uh, and Korea is like this as well, that, that for the businessmen, just going out and having drinks and dinner afterwards is all part of the job. And these guys are out. Almost every night. And they're hammered. It is amazing. <laughs> it is. There is a neighborhood in Tokyo called Kawasaki. And my wife and I discovered it because there's. Is it where the factory, the motorcycle factory I is? I don't know. I, I didn't care about any of that. Right. What brought me to Kawasaki was the Ultraman restaurant. Well, okay. There is an ultra. Now, if you don't know Ultraman, Ultraman is a character that's been around, very popular in I Japan Ultraman. and Asia. Yeah. And he's a big silver robot looking superhero who fights giant monsters. And there's been numerous incarnations of him throughout the year. They're still making right. Ultraman shows now. Kind of look like Iron Man a kind little of, bit. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. much so. And I'm a huge fan 
of this character. And so I found out there's this bar and the, the theme of the bar is that his, his villains, the giant, the monsters have opened a bar. And so it's crazy. You go there and there's this monster face that's on the wall and, and it's like a lie detector and you're supposed to put your hand in the monster's mouth and swear that you are not a member of the science patrol. (laughs) (laughs) So of course, you know, I do. I, I insist on them giving me the. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna go, you know, <laughs> right, do yeah. the whole thing. And there are monster-themed drinks and monster-shaped food. <laughs> and I, every time now, I'm going. Every time we go to Japan, I have to go there. In fact, we now have a waiter that recognizes. That knows us. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's but that's that was in Kawasaki, and Kawasaki likes to party, oh, big yeah. time. Really? So our first time going to, and the place is called. Um, Kaiju Sakaba. And the first time we went there, we take the train and we get off and it's, I don't know, it closes at 12. The, the, the last train back is at 12. So we get there around, I don't know, 930 or something like that. And we have drinks and we're having fun and then we're heading back. Now, when we went into the restaurant, everything seemed to be kind of normal. When we leave, it's like... I mean, something was pumped into the oxygen in the town. Like, everybody is wasted. (laughs) Wasted. And it was pretty impressive. Like, so we're sitting in the train station waiting for the next train to come. And everywhere we look, something is happening. There's a guy throwing up on the platform. There's another guy falling down the stairs. There's another guy about to fall over and... (laughs) Maybe a friend catches them and it was happening everywhere we looked. And then the train finally shows up, door opens, big pile of vomit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's the one time the train's not clean. Yeah, really, really. It's surprising. I can't remember. It's funny how it goes. It's like somebody flicking a switch. (laughs) Was it like London in the. I'm, I'm trying to think in Tokyo where the trains, they closed early, right? Was that. Am I wrong on that one? Uh, they don't, do they run 24 they hours? They don't, no, no. Yeah. A lot of the trains, there's a cutoff. Yes. And so it'll be – It's usually – Beware of it's, that. Yeah, it's usually midnight. But, I mean, that's the other great thing is you can go – when you go to Japan – and now that we're talking about trains, I should point out that there's a thing that you should get called the JR Pass. And you can get them mailed to you. There's a place in L.A. where you can walk in, a travel agency. Where yeah, you can I think go I got one it. there. Yeah. It's over on uh, Sawtell. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. And they're very helpful. But uh, you – and what you do is you get this – you get this pass. You don't really get the pass when you buy it. You get a thing that will enable you to get the pass. So when you show up in Japan, you hand them this slip, and they will give you a pass to ride all the trains for the most part. There's yeah. a couple, there's some local ones you can't do. And you get like a three day, you, you can get, get a I week. Think, I think the, the, the smallest amount is a week, mm-hmm. I think. And I did get that. But yeah. And it activates the minute you give them pass. It, it, there's, you can start it whenever you want. I can't remember if that, cause I took the bullet train to yeah, Shinkansen. It did cover that. Yes. Yes, it does. Okay, I can't remember if that was extra. So that's the thing too, is if you're going all across the country, 
That is a really good yeah. deal. You have to use the trains, by the way, anybody out there listening. You get, get to know. Don't be afraid of the train system. No. You cannot take cars everywhere. No. And it's uh, really user-friendly. Yeah. And Once you figure it out, it took me a day because there's all these different levels of the train. There's yes. like the above ground. There's like the subway. There's the, yeah. there's the fast ones. And you just got to know. I mean, it's a big map. Yeah. It's a big map. And if you go to anyone, especially working in the station, they'll walk you through it. And if you want to, let's say you're going to go from Tokyo to Kyoto, you can go into this certain area in the train station and they'll reserve you a seat. Because if you don't reserve, sometimes you don't get a seat, depending on how, what's happening, you know, in the country at that. Mm -hmm. We went to uh, Japan during, it was was like right around, I think, Cherry Blossom Festival. And so... You know, everybody was on vacation, so we had to really make. There was one time where we didn't, we weren't, I, and we were there with my wife's parents, uh, her father and stepmother, and so of course it's the most popular time, and we're taking a train from Tokyo to uh, uh, Kokura, which is a long train ride, mm-hmm. and we didn't have any seats, so we sat on our. On our luggage you, oh. in the middle of the aisle. And people were nice, you know. <laughs> That's the thing, too, is that if you, you get a lot of leeway from you just being not Japanese. Right. Like, there's a bunch of things that they tell you not to do. For example, like when you're eating a meal and, you know, don't put your chopsticks in the rice. Yes. Sticking cause up. Because it, it symbolizes death. Mm-hmm. And But if you did, if you did stuff like that. You're like, oh, he just doesn't know. There you go. He didn't know. <laughs> That's probably I, – I can't think of a time where anyone called me on anything except being late. And I'll tell you this story. Just, so we're staying in uh, a hotel. I'm trying to remember. the t- It wasn't the Ritz because we got – we had miles, so we splurged on some good hotels. And I, maybe it was the Hilton. And so the – we have to – we're leaving. We're going to go back to America. And the airport limousine is waiting for us. I have to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom and I'm wearing a hoodie and I have the hoodie kind of wrapped around my waist and I sit down and I, I think everything's fine, you know, (laughs) and I get up and I look behind me and I realize that the hood of my hoodie flapped Uh... down into the toilet and I had shat into the hood. (laughs) (laughs) So, and now you know, and I could hear people going like they're calling my name outside the door. And I'm like, what do I do? And it, so I, I you know, obviously I just have to throw away the hoodie <laughs> and I try to find a garbage and can kill yourself and, and kill and myself, <laughs> too. Right. Because I, I mean, I, everything I could possibly do wrong. <laughs> that just, is a uh, specific happened. fetish, actually, in Japan. <laughs> Somebody, somebody would have paid me for it had I been in the right <laughs> so venue. What do you do? You throw this away. I throw, I, I throw it away in the garbage can in the bathroom, which is about the size of a pint glass. <laughs> so I'm like stuffing it in there and putting some napkins over it, just to like, ah, uh, just lighting a match yeah, and burning oh, it. Oh, I've got in shame, shame. And then I come out, and and that was the one time where a Japanese person was really actually angry at me. Oh, for being late. For being late. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And you can't translate that story. No, I just, I I don't know how, I I started drawing him a picture. I made it like a caricature. I made it funny. (laughs) Was this the same time you were looking for the uh, Alka-Seltzer? Was this the same trip? (laughs) Uh, Everything happened on that trip. But that was, that was pretty, um, 
That was pretty embarrassing. Well, let's get out of uh, Tokyo for a second and okay. go to you've been I've, like I said, I've only been to Kyoto, and I describe that as people as if you want to see the history, you know, the palaces and things like that. Yes. Kyoto's great for history, but I never went to any other. So Osaka is, is that the like the second biggest city? Osaka, I believe so. Is that like um, it's like their Chicago? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I actually, I'm, I'm I, I, one of the things that I should know, but I don't know is what's. Right. Which town is bigger than the other? It's a it's a pretty big place, yeah. What can you tell? I mean, in terms of the other cities, that if people want to go see something off the beaten track, what do you like? Uh, there's in, in Osaka, there a lot of different towns have different specialties when it comes to food. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you'll notice. And so, Osaka is known for there's like um, octopus balls, like these okay. little like meatballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are really good. And there's like this, and I can't remember the name of the dish, but it's almost like a a pizza, where they um, put. Oh a wait, bunch I heard of, about this. Yeah, they put a bunch of ingredients on this, you know, like pizza dough type thing, and then uh, you know drizzle it with all these different kinds of oils, and it was it's really good. It's I wonderful. just read an article about yeah. this because there's all these uh, people from Osaka that moved to Tokyo. And the, so there's the Osaka-style restaurants in Tokyo catering to yes. the people that have moved there. Wow. Because okay. they miss this particular yeah, dish that they can't great. get. It's great. And I, I, I enjoyed that. I did do the capsule hotel there, yeah. which I could, I could definitely recommend that. <laughs> and, well, there's a, another friend of mine named Fuji. And Fuji has a store in Osaka called Astro Zombies. Oh. And it's a monster store. And so – and that's – we knew him because we bumped into him a number of times in America at conventions and various other things, nerdy events. <laughs> and a uh, friend of mutual friend of ours reached out to him. And so he met us at the train station when we went with Monster Party and showed us all around, took us all the different toy places. And then he has a store and his store since he's Japanese, he, he, you know, we love all the Japanese monster stuff and superheroes and whatnot. And with him, it's all American stuff. So, yeah, like Universal Monsters, he loves that Frankenstein and Dracula and the creature from the Black Lagoon. And I mean, he also has Japanese stuff too. But yeah, he's got this store. So and you give him some candy. Yeah, we gave him some they candy. Like Everything worked out fine. Yeah, <laughs> and we we went to his place, and he was so great. And so when he closed up his store, he we then went up because his, his where he lives is right above the store, and so we go up into his place and he's got this massive collection of stuff that is just, we're just drooling over. <laughs> and then one of the things he had was he had he bought in an auction that actually my friend uh, Larry of our podcast was at, where he picked up Lon Chaney Jr. one of his coats. Oh. Okay. A coat that he wore in a movie. I don't know if it was the Wolfman, but uh, it was definitely – it belonged to Lon Chaney Jr. Were you allowed to put it on? We were allowed to oh, put it on. Yeah, we, we have pictures of us acting cool. like the Wolfman <laughs> in a blazer. <laughs> so give Again, me the- I'm in my 50s. <laughs> okay, give me the, the craziest thing you ever ate in Japan, whether you ordered it by accident or on purpose. Wow. Well – I would say, first of all, a big reason to go to Japan is the food. Oh, absolutely. The food is just amazing, mm-hmm. and it's great almost anywhere you go. I would say if you, know, if you want to save some money in Japan, eat at the 
fast food pl- or not, I was not, getting 7-Eleven uh, uh, sushi. Right, right, convenience stores. Yeah. The convenience stores sell some of the greatest stuff. And it's very tasty and all kinds of different sa- – I love the sandwiches. Oh, the ones wrapped in uh, seaweed yeah, paper? Well, well no. Right? They, these are sandwiches that are like – they're like a regular sandwich, but they're, they're like triple-decker, and they're white bread, and they cut off the crust. Uh-huh. And they'll have like one level will be – you know, uh, egg salad. The other, and then by the way, the best egg salad in the world really? is in Japan. Yes, I would not assume that. Oh, so good. And then like a one layer is like a teriyaki with like chicken katsu. <laughs> Fantastic. Not very expensive, and you can get entrees of like spaghetti and you know any other kind of uh, Japanese dish. You know, Japanese curry, which I love. And so, I mean, that's a really good way to go if you want to save money. But, um. I would say, I mean, the food. There's one of the craziest things that I ate was at a we, one year we went and we went for New Year's, and the uh, my brother-in-law's wife at the time, he took us. They um, they had this party. This this party through the wife's boss through this big New Year's Eve event. And it was, I guess there was a lot of traditional things that are done there. And one of the things was you do, uh, uh, what do you, uh, mochi, you make mochi and mochi people most of the time know mochi because it's like a doughy thing that usually has ice cream in it. Yes. I was going to say it's a dessert, but mochi is just that doughy stuff and you make it on new year's Eve. You get these big mallets and you (laughs) bang this rice until it becomes this doughy thing. And then you eat that with, um, you know, some sort of vegetable or soy sauce. But then the second course was the uh, f- uh, fugu. Oh, the uh, blowfish. Yes. And we had fugu. And we, nobody died. And nobody died. And that's the thing is that, you know, unless it's prepared perfectly, that fish can kill you. Poison. And people have died from it. It's no joke. But I had it. They they were offering it. I tried it. I, I this guy the um uh, my uh, brother in law his wife's boss is uh, a doctor. So he had a lot of money, and I'm I was assuming that this is all in the <laughs> and he can save you if yeah if, right if exactly. So uh, everything all the uh, T's were crossed in that particular situation. Yeah. So we had the fugu, and it was it's good, incredible. Yeah, so good. They do I, eat everything out of the ocean. Yes. Did they give you? Did you get whale? Uh, I'd be. On, I, I, don't I know got. If I, could do I got. It. I got whale, and I had it mistakenly, and then from that point on, we, we were. I was, you know, after I ate it, I was told it was whale. Right. And I was like, no more whale, and so yeah, I don't do. I don't do whale. I did do horse. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's really good. But that's another one that I I'm trying to think if I had wouldn't that. do that. Yeah. Well, at least horse is not endangered. No, no, no. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But that was really good. And one of the things I don't like too much is natto. What is that? Natto is um, fermented beans. Oh. Like edamame that's been fermented. Fermented, And it's – oh, my God. We had it once. When I first had it was for breakfast. They serve it with Ooh. breakfast. And, and apparently even not a lot of Japanese like this. <laughs> but there are a certain amount. I guess it's one of those things that if you grow up with it. Yeah, like grits. To, right. Yeah, exactly. And it smells. My wife describes it as it smells like wet, frightened dog. <laughs> and it does. It does. And it's terrible. And then 
So we get brought to this restaurant after trying it the first time. And my brother-in-law, we some, somehow it comes out that we don't like natto. So, of course, they have to serve us natto. Like, oh, you have never had it yeah. our way. And they mix it in. Extra with, stinky. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know. And they mix it in with some egg. And and you got to, you know, that's one of those things where you they serve you something you got to eat. You got to muscle it down. Yeah. Yeah. And so I ate it. And I'm like, mmm. And, and then you went and shit in your hoodie. <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just wearing the hoodie as underwear. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's going to happen. Don't fight it. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty terrible. Give me the most uh give me the oddest thing you've ever saw in a uh vending machine in Japan. Oh man, I love those vending machines. Yeah, Cuz you can get anything. And when I yeah. say anything, anything. Oh yeah. Well, I have heard the stories about uh, oh, the women's, panties and the yeah, panties, yeah. yeah, which I guess Well, I never saw that. I never saw I that. I guess you have to go to like a hostess bar. Yeah, I'm sure. To yeah find even a machine like that but i would have that would have been i certainly would have taken a picture with it you know sure and bought some panties they got to be good because <laughs> everything of course in japan is of the finest quality yeah but what i love is the they have these machines they're kind of like we have them here too like bubblegum machines there's like a and they give out these little capsules with toys in them yeah and they can be of anything I mean, it can be something like you'd expect, like, you know, a little Godzilla figure or Ultraman or and they love Disney things. So Mickey Mouse and but it can also be just weird shit that <laughs> like what? Like a keychain that with a, a fried egg. <laughs> like they love the fake foods. Yeah. So, and yeah. it's a really good fried egg and some bacon. And there's uh, there's this thing that we got one trip called they're called. um Punk drunkers and what they look like. And I, I don't know if this was the first thing to start this craze, but there are these things that like, let's say you got a glass, a cocktail glass, and you want to point out that this is yours. You don't want to get mixed up yeah, with somebody else. It, sure. So you have this little figure that you can hook on the edge of your glass and it's like it's holding on yeah. or it's sitting on it. And we have one and the punk drunkers were like zombie businessmen. And sometimes the zombie businessman would be in a suit, but other times he might uh, be in a bikini. Well, <laughs> sure. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> right. Or he's uh, <laughs> split up the middle, and you that's how you put him on the edge of your glass because he's okay, yeah, split yeah, yeah. right up the middle. And Ooh. just strange, weird <laughs> things. And there was one that I really loved, which was – it was a, a series of heads, these little heads of human faces that – always had a weird kind of um, expression on their face. And then you would take off the top of their head and inside their head, there was like a seat and a little control panel. And there's an alien guy like driving it. Like, <laughs> and I had to get all of them. Of like, course. I, I, like, this is the greatest thing ever. I don't know what this is from or if it's from anything, but I need them all. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love all that stuff. And every time we go, we spend a good amount of money on just various <laughs> Capsule things. Gosh, Gashapon. Gashapon. That's Gashapon, what it's yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you ever get any of that stuff? No, they're on every I'm not a big street. souvenir guy. I'm not really I, – I, can I tell you, speaking of shopping, the only thing I really took back from Japan – well, I went to a baseball game and I took some souvenirs back from that, like a little keychain of the team. And Do you have sports stuff because you like sports? Do you have sports 
Yeah, I mean, I got a little uh, baseball uh, thing with the team name on it. Okay. And, um, and what else? Did, oh, but I did go in there, and the thing that is kind of shocking for Americans is the uh, still like a lot of kind of overly racist things in the store. Like they had like these books that have been banned, and this little black sambo, and and just oh, like yeah, the most yeah. <laughs> awful caricatures, and you're just like ooh, that's ooh, yeah. Well. The whole PC thing. There's not a lot of diversity there, so they're not really hip to the. Um, no, no, yeah, no. It's a little rough. Little no rough. place is perfect. No, absolutely. No place is perfect, and yeah, I mean, I think they're a little more open now to seeing different faces. Mm-hmm. But well, I, in Tokyo for sure. Yes, there's a lot more because it's such an international city. I think the only I, the only time I ever had any kind of weirdness from anyone it would always be someone who was way older mm-hmm. and I, I, uh, and a man like old women no no problem you know just, again if you do anything polite like offer them your seat on the train or you know you're you're in but there'd be guys who i'd walk down the street and they'd be looking at me and i'd just go hi and they give me just the slightest little <laughs> hello you know <laughs> and i you know i i, I get it you know yeah, sure <laughs> but I think it's. I think that place is actually slowly but surely coming around and being more. I I, I know that no matter what, it's it's certainly not like America in the sense where you can move there, you can live there, you can work there, you can everyone will like you, but you're never going to be Japanese. Yeah, and plus, I mean, the older generation that remembers the war and the aftermath. The rubble of walking around, they're going to hold. There's some baggage. Maybe a little bit of a grudge. There's a little bit of baggage. <laughs> I can't believe we talked to your, uh, your, your bathroom story and didn't mention the amazing toilet technology oh, that they yeah. are way ahead of us. Yeah. Well, and it's, well, it's interesting because it goes from one extreme to the other. Because, and it usually depends on where you're at. If you're in Tokyo, uh, almost always, when you go to the toilet, you're going to find a tricked-out toilet that oh. has a bidet. And it, yes, and the a, seat's and a fan, warm. A, a seat warmer. And my favorite was the one that had a little musical note on the button, and underneath it just said flushing sound. Yeah. And it was like, oh. Yeah. It's like, we, if you want to cover up some embarrassing sounds, but we don't want to waste water, our most precious resource. Yes, yeah. There's a button to it's save fantastic. you from any kind of embarrassment. <laughs> I love that. And then the, the spray. I just want one like, them to just go, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, those I want to get one of those. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. And I, I will eventually someday. But the first time you have it, that spray, you're like, what does this button Ooh. do? And it is a direct hit. I mean, it's just like. It always finds like the one sensitive yeah. <laughs> nerve in my sphincter and just nails it. It couldn't be more of a direct hit Bam! if a little gremlin came out with a little super soaker. <laughs> no. Right on yeah. the old uh, balloon dog. Yeah, it's like <laughs> like tiny riot police in the bowl just <laughs> aiming perfectly. Yeah. But I I love that. And then so so that's the one extreme. The other yeah. extreme is then you'll go off a hole in the ground into the boon and it's literally a squat like toilet. A, a yeah. squat toilet. It's a trough and you bend over that and you you know, and I, I I did that a couple times. Lift your hoodie. Yeah, and you lift. Make sure to lift your hoodie. <laughs> Big. Write this down, listeners. <laughs> Leave the hoodie at home. <laughs> so, what do you think? Uh, we'll we'll start to wrap this up. But uh, so, as Americans, I always encourage people to travel everywhere. But what do you think 
America can learn from them and vice versa, like from the Japanese? Um, well, the Japanese, I think what we can learn from the Japanese is I think, you know, uh, community pride, I think, is a really good one. Um, as far as I know, there's still, you know, respect for elders and, you know, yeah. families Family important. Is, yeah. And I think all those are – Honor. Honor <laughs> is good. Yeah, and politeness. I mean, these are things that I – I'm always just shocked at, like, just bad manners. You know, I like when I when you know you do something or you um, you know, hold open a door for someone and they don't say thank you. Just weird. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It seems to me like it's harder to live that way than to be the opposite. To just be, oh, you're welcome. Like, isn't that? Doesn't yeah. that? You've already created tension, so that's how you spend your day. Just creating tension wherever you go and maybe people like that i don't know i don't know it's it's so strange i don't i was at a job and walking down the hallway and i'm just i'm a friendly person and so i'll just say hello to someone and i don't know how many times people would just not say hello which is when you know they heard it yeah you know they heard it and like isn't that weirder isn't it wouldn't it it would seem like it'd be more comfortable for you to just say hi back, yeah. but maybe not. I don't know. And so that's one thing I really do enjoy about Japan is is the manners and how helpful everybody is, and and they're not afraid to go to extremes. Like, well, someone we go, oh, that's garish. Like, fuck it. You want to see garish? <laughs> you want to see? You know, it's a there's a robot restaurant, <laughs> right? And I love that about them. And the just the ingenuity too, the imagination of all these characters and things that they've come up with over the years are just. just you, a, there's a lot of intelligence and creativity in that country. Are you a comic book guy too? Oh is yeah, the, big time. Is it manga? What is it? Manga. Manga. Manga is the manga isn't is that, eating Italian. In, right? Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Manga, yeah. And and it's there's so much of it. I mean, they really embrace it. And you walk down certain neighborhoods, especially in Tokyo, like uh, Akihabara which is the tech geek neighborhood and there's signs and everything's lit up. And it's just, it's just an onslaught, a sensory onslaught. And I love it. <laughs> and again, what's interesting, it's different than say, if you go to Vegas for me, because Vegas seems more, um, there's, there, there's a malevolence to Vegas. Oh yeah. That like, uh, so their garishness seems like it's it's all there just to trick you, whereas Japan it's just like well this is who we are we like this stuff right and I, color I, yeah I like colors of, I like lights hey bright. let's have fun everybody <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah and I've met so many great people in Japan and uh, and crime too that's another thing too is the street crime is just non-existent as far as I'm. I've experienced, and you'll see when you go to Japan. I'm, I'm in Tokyo. Tokyo's a big city, yeah, huge one city. of the biggest in the world. Yeah, and you'll go by garages, and you'll they'll be open, and there's a bunch of stuff hanging out, and there's a bicycle, bicycles all over the place, not none of them locked, and you're like, what the, like, how does this happen? I mean, you put anything down in this country, it's gone. I don't know how many times there was a couple times where I um. Left my wallet or my phone somewhere. Went back. 
always there. A wallet <laughs> is still there. It's it's that's pretty... you bring us dishonor by leaving your yeah, wallet here. That is littering. <laughs> that was littering. How dare you litter? Dumping your dirty money all over our country. How dare you, sir? Have but you yeah. noticed uh, in the last ten years a change or anything? Anything different? Or pretty much stay the same. Their economy's kind of been flatlined for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's also a good thing when it comes to yeah. Our dollars going a little yeah, farther. Our, your dollar always goes a long way. Again, that's why I always push back a bit when it comes to this idea that Japan is so expensive. It's not really. I mean, when you break it down, there are so many ways that you can save money, and there's a lot of stores too that, like these collector stores that I go to, that if they know that you are um, a tourist that you get everything duty free. Oh, yeah. So you don't pay tax, and that's how great is that? <laughs> <laughs> so if if people are going, give me the neighborhood that you think is the best to stay in, and uh, some quick tips if they're going to go. Say we got a week. Where we go? Um, Where should we stay? In uh, in Tokyo. In Tokyo. In Tokyo. Um, I you know. We the last time we were there, we were in Asakusa, which is there's the, nearby in that area. There is this really old, wonderful temple, and that's walking distance from almost any place that you stay in Asakusa. So that's kind of neat. And there there's this wonderful Buddhist temple, but then outside the Buddhist temple, there's a row of shops and stalls and stores. So it's like this kind of like. And then as you go, kind of in, off that main market there are even more stores so it's like you got this kind of a it has the feel of like a you know it's an open air market mixed with a mall and that's a really fun place to say that's where we stayed last time and another way that you can save some money too which is what we tried last time is airbnb had very good luck with that oh great the places that we stayed for the most part the dirtiest place that we stayed was fine was absolutely fine and like the best place was spotless. The was it your own place or did you share place? it? No, I didn't share it with anybody. It was just there was apartment. one. Yeah, there's a, a nice little apartment in a nice, quiet neighborhood. And the only thing you really have to do when you're staying in those places is just put out the recycling at a certain time. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And that was it. And just, you know, clean up, be respectful. And we had one place that we stayed that was it was 160 for three nights. That's pretty good. That's great. Total. Yeah. Wow. So that is, I strongly recommend that. And Asakusa, I, I, any neighborhood in Tokyo is going to have Airbnbs, but I, I enjoyed Asakusa and, and I like, uh, Shibuya is fun because Shibuya is hopping. Yeah. It's, you know, you walk around that place and that's. And a major train station. It's a is major there. train you station. Can, you can get to everywhere. You can get there. to everywhere. And there's a lot of good restaurants, and just it's very colorful, and there's a lot going on. That's the Tokyo people would expect when they go. It's like that's the kind yeah, of yeah. If you yeah. if you want to have that trademark Japanese yeah, experience, at the lights and the if yeah. you want your lost in translation moment, go to Shibuya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what is the future of Monster Party in Japan? You're going to go back? Are you going to bring the team again? Um, hopefully, um, we all definitely want to go back. I mean, every time. I go back. I want to go back the next day. Like I'm so ready to do it. And um, I think what we would like to do is maybe do another trip where we almost want to make a show out of it where we it's monster party going around Japan, 
providing geek information to the traveling nerd who wants the best experience they can possibly get. So that's what we want to do. And, and, you know, maybe do it as a TV show. Um, you know, we're throwing out some feelers out there. You never sure. know what'll happen, but <laughs> I mean, basically it's really just a way to go there for free. <laughs> hey, you don't have to tell me I've done a lot of free travel. It's one of the reasons I got into this. Yeah. Um, so finally, what do you think all this uh, travel there, and not only Japan, I don't know how many other countries you've been to, but we focused on one today. But uh, I've been to Mexico. Okay. I have been to the Bahamas. <laughs> we, don't, I, we don't count that. I okay. All right. <laughs> I've been to uh, London. I've been to France, and I've been to Amsterdam. I would say probably my least favorite of all of them is Amsterdam. And which was a surprise to me because I went there hearing all how great and fun it was. And yeah, I mean, I guess if you, yeah, what was your age though, when you did it? I, well, that, uh, cause I was just I've there. been told, I've been told that, yeah, maybe I missed it. It was a lot more I fun the when I was 21. Yeah. And then I was there last year. I was like, yeah, I'm, I, I think I, I got it. I was shocked cause it's a beautiful city and talk about your vomit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. There's, there's some of that. Yeah, but, you know, we did the cultural things. You know, the Van Gogh Museum is sure, incredible, yeah. and you know, Anne, canals. Yeah, and- we went to Anne Frank's house, and that was genuinely moving. Mm-hmm. But um, the problem we had was people were just so rude, mean, like not friendly or helpful at all. And we'd be in a store, and we're in a liquor store asking about a certain liquor, and he's like, I don't know. Like, and anywhere we went, if we were in a restaurant, we wanted to get another cup of coffee, they'd give us a look like we were, you know, scum. Yeah. And I didn't get it because France, the place where everyone tells me is so rude, was not rude at all. (laughs) Everybody was perfectly nice. (laughs) What do you think all this travel has taught you uh, as a person? How has it changed you? And how has it changed how you look at the world? Wow. And maybe how you look at America. Wow, that's heavy, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite question to ask at the end. Yeah, you know, uh, it's. I would suggest to anyone who is able to do it to travel as soon as they can. I feel like I waited too long. And, you know, I did stand-up for a lot of years and was on the road all the time. And, yeah, I saw a lot of America and Hawaii and yeah. <laughs> that's America. I know, but, uh, but yeah, the, you know, I mean, that's like the most exotic place that I got to. And when I was finally able to go someplace beyond Mexico and go to a European city, I mean, London, my God, going to London, talk about a perspective that's very different from America is just how old things are. Yeah. And that's also Japan too, which is you you go there and and you're like, "Man, this thing has been here for a thousand years." <laughs> yeah, I know. And you get back to LA where, "Wow, this is 50." Yeah, and it's a, you know, landmark. Okay, <laughs> hey, fine. That's great, but uh it's 50-year-old yeah. stucco. To walk around a city and just see history right before you is really impressive. And and London, like I I enjoyed France. I liked it. Um I thought I liked London better. I thought it was actually. I love London. Yeah, I thought I think it's a really beautiful city. Uh, we did a really touristy thing when we went there. Was we got like the the open air double decker bus. Yeah, and did a night 
little tour around the city and it was great we're just <laughs> everything is just beautiful and the guy and that's the, a beautiful thing too about london is how funny everybody is everybody is hilarious <laughs> everybody is witty and the best tour guides in the world i think oh sure yeah really got that gift of gab and the best cab drivers if you take the yes ship. yeah the highest trained cab drivers yeah no and that was wonderful too that that was really enjoyable but yeah i think um what travel does is it just opens up there's you know not everyone lives the way you do and it's nice to see that and to be able to uh in, you know celebrate something that you know is new to your experience and live in it and feel it that's why i wish i could travel in the way that some people travel which is where you spend a month someplace where you really get to feel the vibe of where you're at and i would love to do that eventually but i wish i would have traveled way more as as a youngster yeah but you know we didn't what do we know we were out telling jokes and yeah i got to go to poughkeepsie and, and that, uh, but that was make the, the people laugh sure that was the idea to, but I mean, that was exciting too at the was. time yeah and that was a different and certainly that's a different kind of living that nobody yeah. It's hard to explain that <laughs> lifestyle to a civilian, but I, yeah, and I wouldn't trade those years for anything. I mean, I really, I had a great time, but yeah, I was always focused on getting that next gig. I wasn't focused on where am I going to vacation? Right. We also had no money. Well, and, yeah, and there's that too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm not the backpacker type. Uh, I'm never... a diva. No, okay. there's no, there'll be none of that. Oh, really? You don't... Oh, fuck no. You don't rough it? I don't camp. No way. <laughs> What's the point? There's a reason that we've struggled as, you know, mankind yes. to we don't have get to, sleep to a on place the where we don't have to, yeah, I don't have to live in a cave. I'm or... supposed to go from a Japanese toilet to that? Yes. That, as far <laughs> as I'm going to go, is the trough toilet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, finally, one um, last restaurant recommendation for San Francisco. That maybe people won't know. Ooh, San Francisco. Let me think about this. Oh man, give us a hidden gem or a hidden neighborhood. I'm uh, well. North Beach has well, a lot knows of North Beach. But... Yeah, um, but there's oh man, I'm trying to remember. I An believe Italian it's called place? no, it's a Chinese place. Oh, I believe it's called Yet Li. Yet Li. And I, be, I think it's uh, like Y U E T Li. Okay, and they do a lot of seafood. Mm. And so you go in and they got the tanks with all oh, the, sure. everything very fresh. And it's this little tiny place that's very close to like the main drag of like Broadway and yeah. Columbus. And and it's on a corner. And when you walk in there, you know, it's not known for its atmosphere. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like places you've seen before with the really bright fl fluorescent mm -hmm. lighting. And so, yeah, it's just. Everybody looks terrible because they're just washed <laughs> in this pale light. But you go in and they're very helpful too because – so their stuff – like all their fish is great. The, I love anything that th they serve that has squid mm -hmm. in this place. It's all great. The, but the shrimp – everything's everything's wonderful. But it's interesting because you'll see uh, the Chinese people in the restaurant eating something that you don't – you're not even sure if it's on the menu that you got <laughs> – yeah. And you'll go to the waiter like, what's that? He goes, you wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's great. They like steer you away from now. Nah, you right. don't, you don't want to white guy menu. You don't want to do that, man. <laughs> Trust me. You don't want to do that.
but that's a great place, and I hope it's still Yet open. Lee. Yet Lee, okay, and they yeah, they're um they're fried calamari is oh that sounds good. oh man it's good mm. so okay where can people find monster party and is there what website and maybe they can follow well, you on- we are you can find us on itunes sure uh you can find us at our site which is uh it's the libsyn site uh, with our podcasting hosting um mm-hmm. service which is monsterpartypodcast.libsyn.com and um, some of our, we've done some video stuff that you can see on YouTube, and that's Monster Party TV, all one word. You can find us on Twitter at, at Monster Party HQ, <laughs> and you can go to Facebook, which is Monster Party TV, or just look for Monster Party, all one word. Okay. Are there Japan videos on the YouTube? Yes, there are. Oh. In fact, what, when we went to Japan, we had a couple people in our group who were just shooting everything like they almost have the trip in real time yeah and so we put together this about i don't know hour and a half or something like that oh wow yeah that's a chronicling of every place that we went and um yeah there's a there's a bunch of places i'm trying to remember if i and the robot restaurants on there the robot restaurants in there also we went to I think Graham went there. He posted something from there, too. Yeah, it's great. You don't want to sit too close. Right. And for for a number of reasons. But aside from that, when I went the second time with my wife, we sat right up in front. And what you don't see when you're sitting a couple rows back is that they need to every once in a while, they should maybe touch up those robots a little bit Uh, with a coat of paint because (laughs) Up front, you're like, oh, that's barely being held together with that duct tape. Okay. <laughs> oh, the and illusion also, is ruined. Yeah, yeah. I also got to throw out there's a there's a f- fun little place called Godzilla Ya, and uh, it's a toy store, tiny little toy store that um, has been around f- apparently for a long time, and I mean it's really I mean. It's not much bigger than the size of my living room. <laughs> and But what's great about it is that you go in there, you, you find some cool little monster collectibles, and then um, depending on what day you're there, uh, they have a bar that opens up underneath it. And it's a Godzilla-themed bar. <laughs> so when we went with Monster Party, what was great is that we go in there and there's like two locals in this bar. And one guy's like missing a couple teeth, and but they're so nice, and they're wasted, of course. I like how their local bar is the Godzilla bar. <laughs> well, on this street, at yeah. least, yeah. <laughs> two guys, two guys, and their most tavern, yeah. is, is the Godzilla right. bar. And very nice uh, bartender. She was lovely, and you know, giving us treats, and everything was it was very friendly. And when we were hanging out at this bar, we only communicated with Godzilla names. So Godzilla monster names, that was the whole night of just, we would point out some monster that they'd had a toy of on the, you know, on the counter or something. Uh, oh, Mothra, Mothra, Mothra. Oh, and then we start singing the Mothra song. Mothra, yeah, Mothra. And it was the, oh man, it was good. That's great. It was so good. And please, anyone who has an itch to travel. Uh, make put that on your yeah. top of your list, Japan. Yeah, yeah, don't let the language scare you either, because they'll say like the train announcements in Japanese, and the next one will be English. So if there's anything 
in another language, it'll be English. So you're already right. have an advantage over, say, a German guy going. Yes. Especially in Tokyo and especially in most of the big cities yeah. in Japan. You get out in the sticks, it'll be a little tougher. Yeah. But, I mean, almost everywhere you go, everything is also in Japanese and uh, English. Mm-hmm. And it's a good starter if you've never been to Asia because it's so safe and clean and everything else. So It's safe. And you can get clean. a good flight deal, especially from the West Coast. You can. And if you're... Again, if you love things that I love, Japanese monsters and anything that's weird and shopping, I love to shop. I do. (laughs) Oh, man. When we go there, usually what happens is I bring a separate bag bag, and I fill it and then I fill like – and then the other bag I have, I don't fill up all the way just to make sure that I can get everything (laughs) home. And then there's usually a carry-on too. So, yeah, I go nuts. Uh, Well, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, everybody, that's Matt Weinhold. Listen to Monster Party. Please. Thanks, man. Thank you.